0: This episode of Two Women Chatting is brought to you by our sponsor, Dr. Elizabeth Hawkes, consultant oculoplastic and ophthalmic surgeon at Cadogan Clinic.
1: There is not one nasty email, disgusting text that I have ever sent to my ex-husband. Partly the reason is because also I've been self-aware since I was in my very early 20s because I've been reasonably well known and I've always had this little mantra never send anything you're not happy to see on the front page of
0: the Daily Mail. Hello and welcome to Two Women Chatting I'm Michelle and I'm Liz. I'm going to get straight into it today we're talking about a really sad subject it's not uncommon is it when our kids grow up we've invested so much time and energy into them that maybe somewhere along the line we haven't invested as much time and energy into our relationship with our spouse. And I think when kids go off to university, it's not uncommon that people have grown apart or they decide to actually start getting a divorce or living separately. And we wanted to just talk about that a bit because it's a really really tough subject. And I think ultimately trying to do this and navigate getting a divorce in a way that doesn't completely destroy your family has got to be at the core of how you how how, yeah. how you think about doing it i i'm gonna be honest with you and i'm not thinking of divorcing you james by the way <laughs> don't worry but i literally wouldn't know what to do i wouldn't know okay here's my thing how do you get the money to go and find a divorce lawyer how much do they cost Who do you choose? How do you know they're any good? Supposing your husband, let's say husband for the sake of it, has more access to cash. How do you choose an equitable lawyer to go against his lawyer so that things are fairly dealt with? I wouldn't want to ask for more than my fair share, but I would want an equitable, even amount. And to to consider the children at all times, even if they are adult kids.
2: Yeah, I think it's easier said than done.
0: I think it is. I think it's a horrible thing to have to deal with. I
2: think because you're, you're talking about it in a rational way because you're not getting divorced. But if you're in that moment, it's a very, very different way.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought about it that way. I am rational because I'm not in that situation.
2: Well, I'm going to do some research into this and put some resources on the website because I feel it is it is important. Again, Paul, I'm not endorsing you. Don't panic. But I think it is, there is so much out there. And as you say, it's not always fair. Because it's not, it's not, it's an emotional time.
0: Yeah. And, uh, okay, so maybe I'll get slammed for this. But do you think perhaps women are on the back foot because we tend to come at things at an emotional level? I think we're also warriors on the inside. I think, you know, when we're protecting our family. And really, this divorce episode is not really aimed at people who are young in their 20s or in their 30s or pre-kids getting divorced it's more about you know when you have been together for a long time and things are not working out you've tried everything again where do you go for marriage counseling who pays for it can you afford it? There's so many elements to, you know, a marriage breakup. We can't possibly cover it all in, in this one episode, could we?
2: I don't think so. Mm. But,
0: but it's, I think for,
2: for me, and I think for you, it's going to be a difficult one because we're not in that situation. A lot of the stuff we talk about, we've been through or we've experienced or we, because we want to talk about that stuff. This one I do want to talk about, but I don't want to go through divorce. I don't, you know, it's, it's an unusual one, this one for us, I think. Mm.
0: Well, luckily for us, we have a... Very lovely friend of the show, Anthea Turner, who wrote a whole book on how to survive divorce. And as many of our listeners, especially if you're in the UK, will remember, um, Anthea had a really horrifically public breakup and divorce. Um, She's been through it in so many ways. But I have to say, every time I speak to Anthea, the word word that comes to me every time is classy. She deals with things in a practical but classy way. And kind of elegant way and I I, yeah. I do really really admire that there doesn't seem to be the vitriol and uh, the, the toxicity that you might get or might even expect especially in the public eye
2: but you know if you're in the public eye it, 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 it obviously everyone knows what's going on but it's the same it's they're still a couple with a family it doesn't matter whether they're in the public eye or not it's it's a hard time
0: mm. it's um, the outcome I think is important yeah <laughs> let's get Anthea in to discuss it some more I've had a couple of friends who have lost their husbands recently yeah. and um, they've suddenly found, well, it's what they haven't found. It's like, where are the passwords? Where's the tax? How do I do probate? How do I access these bank accounts? And they're intelligent women. It's they're not smart. Yeah. Not. Mm.
1: yeah. But but they, sorry. But sorry, I was just going to say, sorry. I was no, 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 I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's so but, British. That's actually, something that works, that we can talk about on the subject of divorce,
0: Yeah, we were going to ask you about that. It's Mm. so important to just have some knowledge.
1: Knowledge. And I realized what I didn't have, you know, I had run my whole life. I, I, as you know, I I always had, then I got married. And then I would given away responsibilities as and it's not a terrible thing. It happens in long marriages where and marriage is where you've sort of grown together to a certain extent not when you've come together later on in life but then that's a that's a a different set of circumstances but where I realized that my ex-husband had dealt with finances you know even how do you know even something silly like moting the car I realized Mm. that I'd not actually done that
0: but it's also part of your shared life experience isn't it oh, you know if you're living together whether you've got kids or not kids you're both kind of like I've always tried not to make coffee <laughs> damn nespresso for making it easy it's simple things like that you know stay in our lane i do like organizing christmas and dinner parties and, yeah. and lots of fun stuff and my husband james would always do all this financial planning and i trust him implicitly and we're not getting divorced and he was really really scared when he saw your book so was my in the husband. kitchen <laughs> how to survive divorce by Anthea i had yeah. to actually say no no honestly it's, it's research, research. Yeah. <laughs> but you described it as pink and blue uh,
2: chores you know yes
0: it, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And, but, but, but we all what we do is it's like we're a little company aren't we and we work to our strengths so why would I have asked my ex-husband to I don't know uh, even domestic things around the house choose some curtain material because it would have been horrific Equally so, no, don't, I'm not the best person to go to the garage and say this and that and the other's wrong with the car. So you do, and it's very, very natural to play to your strengths. That sounds a little bit Middle England pink and blue, I know, but it happens in every single relationship that I know. And, of course, there are exceptions to that rule where, you know, um, I don't know, Somebody's done the mechanics course, FEMA, and there's nothing wrong in that. And da 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 da. Or somebody's, you know, we've got a, la- a lady who's, you know, been in the police. Or I, I just, there's, there's lots of different jobs. I know, and I hate to generalize, but let's generalize <laughs> because it's true. That's the way
0: it works. For the majority <laughs> of the time, it is true, and it's not sort of gender stereotypes. Well, it is, but it, it is. is. <laughs> but I mean, but but I'm not interested in changing attire yeah, no
2: interest no, in mechanics of a Actually, car.
1: I used to work for the AA. Could you be? Oh, that's how I got into... Did the you really? Testing. Yeah, that's how I got into mm-hmm. what I do. and um, Changing tyres. Oh, no. So you have to pretend. Ah, no. <laughs> I used, when I say I used to work for the AA, and I do mean the Automobile Association, not Alcoholics Anonymous, <laughs> um, But uh, which I think we could do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, what this was is that um, I used to work in breakdown and in information when everything was um, not centralised. So it was the Automobile Association in the Stoke-on-Trent area. Uh, So when somebody rang up and said, oh, I'm just outside Boots in, you know, Burslem, I go, I know exactly where you are. Uh, Now, of course, you're ringing somebody in Birmingham who doesn't know where Boots is in Stoke-on-Trent and so it's a whole different game really that but anyway, I broke I worked in breakdown information. But of course, to be on breakdown information you had to go on a course to know a little bit about cars. So that you, at least you had an assemblance of knowledge mm-hmm. when somebody says this won't work and that won't work, you go, Ah, well, I have you tried this. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm going to send out a patrol. But you had to sort of give the patrols a sort of idea of what they were going into. Sort of. I was probably wrong on most occasions, but Anyway, hey, hey. And, and, then, and then they said to me they said they said oh um would you like to do the road traffic reports on the local bbc station and because it was an extra 14 pounds a month and back in the early 80s that put a lot of petrol into my little tiny mini i went yes i will yes okay then i'll do that so i did and
0: it's not went- interesting Every time, you know, it's just an opening door, and as long exactly. as you yes. go through the open doors, yes, Yeah. it can take you into all kinds of places you never expected to be in.
1: That's when I, I, I did a, I did a book. It was an autobiography called "Fools Rush In Where Angels Fear to Tread," and and it was called "Fools Rush In." And I have, I must admit, there's quite a lot of situations in my life where I've seen a door open and go, "Oh, go on, and I would go." <laughs>
0: You were the have a go presenter though, you weren't you? Really?
1: And then you end up flat on your face going, What well, was it a good idea? But I had to go. <laughs> but life is richer for it, for trying all these different things. I, I do think it is. I don't think the safe lane is ever going to get you anywhere. And I've done my speed mm. awareness course, and so yes, <laughs> you of awesome, actually, to be honest. And we all. And we're all getting tickets now because everything is down to twenty miles an
0: hour in cities. Yeah. I know it's hard; it's really hard. Well, not to digress, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ms. Turner, <laughs> but can we? This is, I could do this all day with you. But <laughs> oh, you have written a rather fascinating book on how to survive divorce, hmm. and. Uh, goodness knows I hope I never have to put it into practice but lots and lots of people for lots and lots of reasons especially midlife women as they become as their kids leave the nest Mm -hmm. um such a pivotal time isn't it like you know as you say you're in departments you you do that I do that this is the way we operate and then there's a shift change your kids leave and then you think do we have anything in common? Do we like each other anymore? You know, that's even without the potential for a third party. Mm-hmm. You know, messing things mm-hmm. up as well. Um, what occurs to me is, when do you know, and how do you make sure that you? How do you make sure that you're just not legged over, really? <laughs> Do you just want to say that phrase again? Did you just make that up? What, legged over? Is it an American terminology? It could be an American expression. Yes, it's absolutely not the (laughs) same. All right, (laughs) (laughs) right, we'll do that again. (laughs) How do you make... No, 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 no. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. How do you make sure you're not exploited? Yeah.
2: Great, right. Oh, God. Well, that's at last you said something... Super unusual, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's very
1: different to getting your leg over. Oh, oh yes, not their leg over. It's it's but all it's, in the grammar. It's, it's all in the past tense. I love it. I absolutely love it. Right, let's let's answer that question. <laughs> so, um. I, the, the problem with divorce, you know, we, we sort of say, you know, we, we've we've run this little business where we've got blue jobs and pink jobs, and we get on, and we da 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 da, da, da and then we realise that, that the business is falling apart, really, for what, whatever reason. And there's, you know, there's there's so many different reasons. You, you know, it is truly difficult to generalise. However, it is obviously falling apart, and the die is cast. Now, I wrote that book from the point of view that the marriage is over. It's how do you survive when you, and I say, how do you survive divorce? How do you get through the divorce itself and spit yourself out the other side in some semblance of togetherness? And also, because, and I feel quite strongly about this, there are not just your relationships there will be children, there will be in-laws, there will be mutual friends, there'll be all sorts of interconnecting parts to a divorce. People think it's two people getting divorced, it's actually not at all. You're pulling apart an entire life of, as I just said, you know, from friendships to family, and obviously children being the most important thing, and at whatever age they are, it is easier when they're little as in little, little, because they don't—they don't become part of this in the fact that they don't enter into an opinion. Um, and obviously, I have lived that one, so I'm—I'm I'm very well aware of it. And I have to say that my overriding—was it emotion, uh, fear? Well, ask me about fear in a moment. Um, was actually to protect the girls. Um, And they were now teenagers, and they had been with me. They're my stepchildren, so it's not an umbilical cord relationship. They're my stepchildren, and they'd been with me since they were two, five, and six. Very much part of my life. I love them completely. We have always historically had a great relationship. And my fear of losing that, I think, oddly, helped me in the way that I conducted myself in the parting of this of this company and what you have to think about and sometimes I sound it's this I don't mean to sound it clinical you know your company's splitting out and falling apart is that you have to look at your exit strategy and how you want it to be the other side because the other side is going to be longer than the divorce you probably have for quite some time the divorce in the graph of life is actually going to be quite short period of time and I'm talking time now but the time after the divorce is for the rest of your life because this person has been in your life you might have children with this person in my case it was stepchildren um, he is still their father I spoke to him only this morning um, and, and somehow that unit had to be preserved and the children had to be as considered as we possibly could because you're messing around with their lives and the teenagers as well.
0: Did you know your eyes are the first place on your face to show signs of ageing? Based on Sloan Street in Chelsea, Dr Elizabeth Hawkes helps her patients stop those signs of ageing in their tracks. You wouldn't trust just anyone with your eyes, would you? Our eyes tell a story of our memories. So make sure you consult a specialist in eye and eyelid surgery like Dr. Elizabeth Hawkes, who is a consultant oculoplastic and ophthalmic surgeon. She specializes in facial aesthetic treatments and blepharoplasty surgery for hooded upper eyelids and lower eye bags. She takes a 360-degree approach to dark circles, combining surgical blepharoplasty and non-surgical treatments for eye rejuvenation. Do check out Dr. Hawkes' advice for eye health on our website or book yourself an appointment with Dr. Elizabeth Hawkes who will tailor her treatment plan to ensure natural rejuvenation. Go to DrElizabethHawkes.com That's DrElizabethHawkes.com
1: So um, I have to say, because it wasn't an umbilical cord relationship and because that the girls and I are together, not because biology has put us together, but because we actually like each other and we love each other. And they are still in my life every day of my life in some shape or form, and they will be for the rest of my life. So whatever happened, that had to be preserved. And I would say to anybody who's listening to this podcast to consider the other side, because that will temper how you act and react within the parting. Because once the die is cast, do everything you can, and I did, to try and save that marriage. Nobody worked harder to try and save that marriage than myself. Um, But once the die is cast, then it's how you behave going forward. And your softness is not weakness it's a great strength and women have that in buckets but we also have that ability that anger that uh, you know i'm going to show him i da, da, da. and and you you've really got to try and park that and put it to one side although it's very difficult we all you know bash the pillow on many occasions over these things now, I'm. It's difficult, really, because it's a long time ago for me now. It's, um, was well, ten years, really, um, because you're feeling. In my case, I felt completely and utterly rejected, and we hate. And rejection's a terrible thing, you know. Whether you've been going out with somebody for six weeks, six years, or thirteen years, rejection's not good. You get over it a bit quicker, if it's six weeks, but but it's, it's rejection, and humans can't deal with that. It's an a human emotion, and I. Um, I decided to just learn a little bit about human, human emotion as well. And I have to say, I started Googling rejection. And it goes back and back and back to our tribal days that to be rejected from the tribe is the worst thing that a human being can suffer, being sent out. And that's what they used to do in tribes. If somebody went against the tribe or something happened... They are they are made to leave the tribe. Today we put people in prison, but basically you're leaving the tribe. It is the ultimate. It is the rejection, worse than death, apparently, in way back. If you go to tribal language, um, so uh, and say we know from being a teenager, he's dumped me, he's crying. Uh, you know, we just, we just can't deal with it. Um, so. Uh, but the problem is when you're dealing with the with divorce, there is all this bag of emotion that's peppered into it all the time, and a little bit of revenge as well because we're human, you know. We're dealing. Um, so I think that I try to conduct myself. Oh, I tell you what, never do. There is not one nasty email, disgusting text that I have ever sent to my ex-husband and partly the reason is because also i've been self-aware since i was in my very early 20s because i've been reasonably well known and i've always had this little mantra to do with other things as well to be honest where i've always said never send anything you're not happy to see on the front page of the daily mail good for you (laughs) You done by so there will be nothing like that so we have no Nobody can go through their phone and go. I cannot. You said this. You said that. And I go. Oh, I'm sorry, now. no. I ne- I never said it. I might have thought it. I might have said it, <laughs> a phone mine. but there there isn't any of that traffic. Mm. Um, I, but I didn't have little children. You know, I wasn't fighting for something, and I wasn't actually dealing with somebody who was nasty. I was dealing with somebody who had was on his own agenda. By this point, I wasn't dealing with somebody who wanted to help me. And I do not understand why when people get divorced, having had a lot of love, they then want to ruin the other person. Mm. Not just divorce them.
0: Oh yeah, just take them. them down completely. Yeah.
1: And I and that is a horrid, nasty streak in somebody that I think is is frightening. Um Going
2: on, on. No, but, but, you're not. But but I, I can, think. I was going yeah. Sadly, a lot of women, in particular, seem to do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's what's great. I mean, reading your book, it, it sounds really bad, but I think everyone should read it. You know, it it just makes you think. It really made me think. I'm happily married, you know. But it, certain things you say in it, you go, "Ooh." And some of the, you know, the the um, letters from or comments from 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 your you know, people who've been contributed. So true. It really made yeah. me think. Well, and some of, what, what were they saying exactly? Well, I've got to be really careful because I'm thinking, my husband may listen to this, but you know, things that irritate you by your husband, yeah. you know, there's some, you whether know, you know, they're dribbling or something, not that husband does <laughs> that, but you know, or snoring and it builds up or they, they want to go to lunch with their in-laws or, or parents every week and it, it can get annoying and boring. Life gets boring. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's, that's what mean. you've got to accept but you've got to make the most of it and you shouldn't divorce your partner because of it you've got to change it yourself you know you can introduce things into your life to be more
0: fun you know and you have to as you go through different life phases you you're not always going to be in your 20s and doing the same things and you know as you get to your 50s clearly the kind of entertainment that you might be interested in or something that keeps you together is very different from
2: and and they can become annoying
1: I have to say, if you if you spoke to Grant now today, he would say, he said this to me often and to friends, so he wouldn't mind me divulging this one. He said, the sad thing is our marriage wasn't that bad. It couldn't have been fixed. Mm. He said, but I just went into this place where I didn't see that. I just thought I did that flight thing. Oh, I'm not happy. Um I'll have an affair. I'll da da da. da. And listen, men do it, women do it. Um, I, I know, and I and I did it. Remember, I I I left my first husband and had an affair with Grant. Um, and you kept that quiet. Um, <laughs> 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 and and actually, my first husband. So, I, so this one thing, it, it sounds a little bit odd, but I have a really great relationship with my first husband. In fact, he and his wife stayed at an apartment I have they they sold a house and they were just in between homes and um, then they they stayed there for the last six weeks last year and you know he's um, he's been he's got got a a boat it was always his passion and Mark and I uh, went down and spent some time with Pete and Mish on his boat and took Soho down as well. He was fascinated. Oh, where is Soho?
0: Was. We miss Soho. <laughs> I know, Soho's... Soho's snorting.
1: Snorting Soho snorting. It's
0: not the same. He's actually with my dad at the moment.
1: Um, and and I have to say that Soho's presence in my dad's life, Pops as we call him, um, since my mum died mm-hmm. last year, um, he, I think he lives for Soho visits. So he's oh. with Dad for the net for three weeks. Oh, that's lovely! And he has the best time. He has the best time with my dad. So he comes back a little chubbier, <laughs> having having had his nose you know, having smelt badgers and foxes and all sorts of things. <laughs> mean, um, he'll have had a great time. He's a city dog, you know. He loves a lamppost. <laughs> But you know, he also loves the, the, the country environment yeah. that my dad offers him and, and completely spoiled. Um, so where were we?
0: I, <laughs> I don't know. know, I'm a bit lost. <laughs> oh, you know, I, getting back on track, oh, yeah,
1: no, no, you far, you far, were mentioning
0: far, you, you talked about fear a little bit earlier, ah, yeah. Um,
1: and I do think, especially women, uh, I think one of the reasons, even when I you know I thought oh you know this, this marriage is obviously uh, over or no actually I didn't think it was over. I wanted to try and oof, was I trying because I was fearful of the unknown because we had been together for 13 years, we had this life we had every well everything that you, you build mm-hmm. up and, and and the girls of course which you know huge massive part of our lives. and it was the fear that made me hold on when maybe I shouldn't have held on. I do think, you know, life makes more sense backwards. <laughs> I'm actually quite glad I put a huge effort into trying to fix whatever was wrong and, and put it right. I didn't succeed, but I'm glad I tried God loves a tryer. And and I did try. and um, And for that... I sleep because I know that I never think. And somebody would say, oh, why are you doing that? You know, forget mm. it. No, I, I didn't because it was important to me to try. And it was because I now know that I put effort into it.
0: You're not going to look back and feel regrets oh, then. If only no. I tried and, or, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I know, you know, you could interview Grant and he would say, I didn't try hard enough. And it wasn't that broken. It couldn't have been mended. And and he would say, I live with that now, and and that's a shame because now looking back, you see all the fragments now of friends, of family, you know, even the girls and the in-laws. You know, two of the girls got married this year. It was fantastic. You know, we were all there, you know, Mark included. It was Lily's thirtieth. We went out for supper. Mark, Grant, you know, Lily's friends, the girls. We were all there. Um, but I tell you what, that's taken a huge strength from me to not give a knee-jerk reaction mm. because I want all those people to stay together. I genuinely
0: do. Do you know, early on in our podcasts, Liz actually, do you remember you said this to me? I'm so impressed that Anthea is still, you know, such an involved ex-stepmom, mm. if you like, it's not an easy relationship to continue with obviously there's so much on either side but you have been extraordinarily good and it it speaks volumes to your character that the girls wanted you at their wedding and you were you know it was sort of like a big extended happy family picture that's an incredible achievement I would say after what was a very acrimonious Mm -hmm. publicly played out situation with divorce yeah
1: but and then I would have to ask myself, playing devil's advocate to myself, did that public side help me to behave?
0: Mm, that's
2: a good point.
1: Because I've never been... Sometimes, sometimes fame works for you, sometimes it works horribly against you. I think it tempered and made me think it made me step back and think, how do I approach this? Because I've also got something that's in been with me for 30 years since I was, you know, twenty-six or doing road traffic reports <laughs> on the AA. I, I I've always had that awareness of what I do for a living. So um and of course it was on the front page of the Daily Mail. Um and of course Tears and Sick at home, but I love those girls and they have been in my life. You know, as Claudia said to me, she said, and I can't remember a time in my life when you weren't there because I was only two and a half. And so you've always been there for me. And Claudia, I call her the little one, she's 26, but she's still the little one. (laughs) Um, And I just always remember Claudia walking into the kitchen at what was our last family home and um she said uh she don't remember she looked at me and she said so where are we going to live and it was a very she was 16 mm-hmm. and and it was very much where are we going to, where are we going to live and i remember thinking right oh and it, for me it was a it was a lovely moment. Mm. um so obviously, we moved into, we rented somewhere for a while, and then um, moved into um, an, an apartment. Um, and Claudia and I always sort of stuck together And until quite, quite rightly, you know, the time comes when you want to go and room with your friends. And she did end up uh, in a place with um, lots of her friends, and they parted their socks off. And then she needed to save a bit of money, so she popped home.
2: <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> I
1: don't think it was necessarily for my great company.
2: or my- it, was a <laughs> a- yeah. it was a cheap option. Yeah.
1: was a cheap option. Sell the bank accounts, sell your boots. So the is would- always fall. So would
0: you say, if you're looking at getting divorced, or you know, as you say, you're definitely going to get divorced,
1: Yeah. The die is cast.
0: It's going to happen. If Sorry? The die is cast. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Would you say get divorced like it's being covered by the Daily Mail? It's a very good idea. (laughs) Because if you think things could be scrutinised, it could be played out the wrong way, if you play it like there is no paper trail of hatred there is I'm playing it in a mature elegant way thinking of the nuclear family and as you said you know it's it's a horrible blip in your life but then there's this long long part after it when you know you've got to think about the Christmases that as you said with your stepdaughter where am I going to live where am I going where am I going to go to school you know do I am I going to be half in that house half in that house half in another house and that's not a reason not to get a divorce, is it? But it is a reason to, to get divorced like the Daily yeah. Mail is watching.
1: Yes. <laughs> I like that. I think mean, we're going to to the Daily Mail like that as well. Um, <laughs> but but, but it, is, um, it is this other side. And the other side is a long time. And you mentioned there, you mentioned graduations, 16th birthday bodies, 18th birthday bodies, 21st. Um, the elder two were just that little bit further away. they both got boyfriends at the time and they'd sort of moved out. They had a bit of another life. They were just starting on that little, the bottom rung of their life. Whereas Claudia wasn't. Um, I say, And the, these, this discussion is very pertinent to whereabouts your children are and what age they are at the point you get to fourth. But... The I am happy to say that we have continued with everybody's birthday has been marked. And in the earlier days, when they were all that much younger, um, then every single birthday Christmas event was marked. Sometimes, of course, it was just Grant, myself and the girls and maybe their boyfriends if they, you know, brought a boy, boyfriends along. Um, and that's the way it was. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm having to take myself back to those moments. I think by then, emotionally, we both moved on, but we were still able to find the friendship that we did have, actually. You know, we did have, and we we also had this, and still have, this common ground with, with the girls. And I... I believe that's the, that's the one thing. And I tell my friends this, who, who, who are going through the same problems, please, please, please think about that one. Think about that one. And I, it's lovely. I've met many of, you know, Grant's girlfriends and I make a big fuss. I'm just, you know, lovely to well, you would be, you know, if it's got nothing to do with them. Um, Mark, um, we've now been, you know, weddings and things and, you know, I've brought Mark into our interesting little family (laughs) Um, and me into his you know and that's that's the way it has to be if you don't if you don't work at it and make it like that it's going to be quite a fragmented lonely long road it's not always possible because not everybody is prepared to behave so we came to that point and we were able to do it and I will also say, if you really want to back foot, the person who has done you wrong, be nice. Mm-hmm. Because it's really difficult, really, really difficult then to say, so we can see why I left her, can't you? I mean, look at her, mm. look at the screaming and shouting. Look at this email she's just sent me. Look at this text that she's just sent me.
0: So be a class act is what you're saying. Right above it. Yeah. You know, it's... it's it's the, and the reeds in the oak tree, and that relates as well to what you say in front of your children. You know, I've often heard this: don't badmouth the other party. Yeah, it's hard enough for them to be in the midst of this situation, but if you're then talking in a very toxic way well, yeah. about your partner who you yeah. are divorcing or have divorced, oh, yeah. that's really hard for them. So, what would you suggest? Like, write it in a journal, tell your friend, but don't tell your kids. Just really, just control your mouth. Mm. Just control yourself. It's as simple as that, isn't it? You know, well, mm. well,
1: we, I, think, I think we all watch too much reality television. Well, most mm. of it's set up in any case. Um, but where, where it's, you know, you get attention if you're screaming and shouting. Yeah, great. Well, it's good on telly. and Mm. and it's great on when we all used to watch Jeremy Kyle and all those type of programs which thankfully are not on anymore I think we've all moved on and I do think they were very detrimental those programs to them people thinking that that's how you should behave
0: but actually it's not at all how you should Mm. behave So it's old-fashioned isn't it but it's airing your dirty laundry and especially not to do that in front of your children Here's another question as well that would that I have seen occur with uh, with friends who have got divorced it's that picking sides you know yeah. when you get divorced you as you say you don't just divorce your husband you're kind of divorcing a lot of your friends as well because mm-hmm. inevitably you can't both be asked to the same event or they do choose to sympathize more with one party rather more than the other how did you deal with that or did that not happen to you
1: well it, it's I think there were obviously, there are friendships that, uh, you know, maybe one of those friends, I was the lead in that friends, you know, so Grant knew the the other parties through me and vice versa. Of course that happens. Um, but I would say, you know, because at their various weddings this last year, there have been those mutual friends. Um, and because I have shown the lead, then they of course, hello God, how are you? Nice to see you, da 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 da, da because that's the mm. way I want them to behave. And they would do, and of course, privately. They were upset for me of uh, privately, we've all said things, but it's not and again, you know, there's all this social media, and when you hear of people who are in the public eye, and you know, stuff's going up on Instagram and Twitter, one day you are going to regret that so much. So much. Um so I think it's just a little bit. Let's get back to our core beliefs, and and just know and always think. You know, if somebody goes into a business deal, a friend of mine who's a hedge funder will always say, "I'm always looking for my exit strategy. I'm always looking for how, you know, wh- what, what do I want this to be like the other side? How am I going to deal with this?" And I think, say, I don't want it to sound clinical, but it's it's massively important. It's the one thing I always say to my friends. It's that, it really is. I so say, if you feel really angry, ring me up, say that to me. Mm. Um, and and it, it makes it very difficult for the other person to then be nasty to you because it, it just. Mm. It, they know, can't the weaponize fire.
0: your words, they haven't can got they? the ammunition. No. Mm.
1: It just, you know, it, it, and it's like all of us, you say, just stop fueling the fire, don't fuel the fire, and it goes out. And it sounds like a very old wives' tale, but it's so true. It is so true. There's a reason
0: things are old wives' tales. Yes. There's a reason, because they worked for centuries.
1: They They do work. They absolutely do work. Um, I also, in this situation, remember, I didn't have, which which is, and I'm sure people listening would happily point this out, I didn't have a child with Grant. So my relationships were with the girls, and obviously with Grant, but we didn't have that other dynamic together, mm. not for the want of trying. We've got thick hair, we've got quite a good set of natural teeth, but I've got rubbish ovaries. So you don't get everything in line. Mm. Um, and as I say, it wasn't for the want of trying, but I didn't have that other dynamic. And I often wonder, but we'll never know the answer, if I had have had that other dynamic, is, what difference would that have made to my emotional state? Yeah,
0: um,
1: and also would Grant have tried harder? I don't know. And we we sort of discussed it once, but to be honest, it makes a difference, really, does it now? Because it is what it is. I love that phrase. Somebody once <laughs> said to me, she was a friend I used to work with uh, at GMTV. Her name was Jo Sheldon. She read the news. She left broadcasting to work in PR, and she. Got divorced. It was a, a sort of a media divorce, but not front page of the Daily Mail. And um, she left, she said, "Oh, she said the divorce diet. She says I've lost, I've lost a pound for um, for every year we were together. It's been quite successful." But she said to me, "She said you will come to a point where you will wake up one day and it is what it is. It is what it is." So now let's just move forward and build the other side. Um, It was very difficult for her because she had somebody who was really not cooperating and and ended up, you know, dumped on in a big way. Um, But it is what it is. And now I'm going to build.
0: That's perfect. (laughs) I love that quote. It is what it is. I think that's a perfect way to. Now let's build. But
1: then we come into our Phoenix part, you know, as women. Where, because I, I, I don't know if we've, we've got more emotional baggage or we could, just because we, we you know, we, we rock differently. We really do. Thank goodness for it. But then there's that sense of that self-preservation. And we go, right, okay then. And another friend of mine, Jane Moore, who, if you read The Sun, she has a, a column there and she does loose women. And I remember once saying to her, I'm a bit pathetic, going, I never get asked out. And she said, that's because you've got, she used, the first word begin, began with F, um, and the second one, O,
0: tattooed <laughs> across your forehead. <laughs> You're giving off those vibes. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Only oh, oh, one of your best friends can tell you this, obviously. <laughs> oh! <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I well, I better fix that. Yes. Then, I? Change that wording. <off>. Because that's another story of how then out of the ashes, oh, and yes. you are going to hit it, and you are going to feel terrible about yourself, and you are going to think I'm rejected. You are going to stand there looking in the mirror, stretching your jawline, and put, trying to pull your <laughs> neck back, and doing that with your eyes and everything else. And what's the matter with me? I don't. You know, you're, you're going to think everything's the matter with you. You're going to go through that horrible time. Everything is the matter with me. The well, way you I feel
0: rejected it, already, but, don't you?
1: I mean, we're rejected, and so. You then have to start rebuilding yourself. And that's so important, the other side, that you do. And you get, I mean, I did go and see somebody as well because I thought there's only so much I can do with my girlfriends and a bottle of wine. I need to now start to rebuild and get my confidence back because your confidence will be on the floor. And
0: confidence is the key to life. It is. I remember you said um, before when you were on the show, you said your mum, you, you phoned your mum, you were in tears and you'd been in bed and she said, get some makeup on, <laughs> go and have a shower, get some makeup on and get out. And yeah, yeah you have and to start fighting.
1: What she said is because I was sitting in my pyjamas, it was in the afternoon and she said, and I said, no, was a little bit that in the shower. <laughs> she, said, she said, get in the shower, clean yourself up, blow dry your hair. She knows how important that is Jimmy. Blue dry your hair, put your makeup on and then call me back and we'll have a proper conversation. Mm. And of course, I called the I got my wall paint on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was there. I was dressed. Then you can deal with things. Um, and, and I do think, and it, that, listen, that, that goes for when you're working at home or when you've got mm-hmm. to make an important call. Don't do it in your pyjamas. Yeah. Just... You need that extra
2: oomph, yes, that power dressing. That's, That's your armory, armory. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
0: oh, I just yeah, remember yeah, my shoulders, shoulders. I've been yeah, all the time. God. i was doing that regularly. I was
2: <laughs> shoulders back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can pull the wire out. But, but and it and it and it's true. Um, we didn't enlist huge amounts of solicitors and all of that malarkey. I think I worked out at the end our entire divorce cost. Very little, I have to say, because very little, and I'm um, you know that's under under fifteen thousand. I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of property and things involved. think it costs it's about twelve thousand or something like that. Which actually, in the in scheme of the things, is yeah, is not a huge. It's not a lot of money, but it's not a huge lot because the other thing is, i uh, being from the Midlands and a bit tight about these things. I was like, Why I, we can just sit th- there fighting? Well, um, solicitors grow fat, and also solicitors are not the people who, you know. I I had a friend of mine, who I did everything to stop. I said, "You're sending a solicitor's letter about a pair of school shoes. Are you crazy? There's no school Mm. shoes in the land. Cost the amount that that (laughs) just
2: costs you. But that's what happens because
1: it's a please, 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 refrain from all of that nonsense." And every time you speak to a solicitor, a little time machine goes on and it goes tick, 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 tick. And then it goes off when they put the phone down because that's how they make their money. You know, they have their place in our society. But please don't just remember that's your money. There's a pot. And the pot is, especially in a marriage, is both of you own that pot of money. You're just going to see it dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. Um, I learned how to do a spreadsheet. Quite quickly, I've never done one before in my life. And um, I made sure I w- did the things that we talked about it earlier, blue jobs and pink jobs, and that I'd let go. And I got back into that, bank statements, this, that and the other, and I made sure I knew where everything was.
0: And you did that before you went to the solicitors or during the Yeah, during
1: the whole program And I yeah. realised that I just have to start to take some control on this
2: i
0: think sorry
2: i think you say in your book invest in the in your divorce
1: yes and this is your opportunity to and you want fair we were both working um and it's a different set of circumstances if one isn't um but if you just want you want it to be fair um and probably a little bit more um but but just make just make sure you know don't be a mushroom don't be a mushroom. Kept in the dark and
0: then. Yeah. Perfect.
2: I'm still laughing over your lectover.
0: <laughs> Where did that come from? I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. Well, there you go. As expected, she comes out with great advice. Well, I think one of the things that I really love, which I'm going to take away from that, is divorce like you're going to be on the front pages of the daily mail
2: that is just you can't say any more than that
0: in fact maybe just conduct your life in such a manner <laughs> that you you could have that all over the daily mail your texts your emails and control your mouth it's yeah. easy really isn't it mm. easy easy <laughs> easy for you <laughs> yeah oh it was really good to to talk oh, to her lovely and um And Anthea's book, How to Survive a Divorce, it's full of really good advice in there and it's available on Amazon and through Splendid Publications. And you can find more resources and blogs. Where can you find them, Liz?
2: On our website. Which is
0: twowomenchatting.com. And that's it from us. Chat Chat soon. soon. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages.